You're listening to the Short Shift Podcast, proud member of the Black and Gold Podcast Network. You can support the show by leaving a comment and five-star rating on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Player FM, Google Podcasts, or any of your favorite podcast platforms. Cynically acclaimed, incredibly online. And now your hosts, Thomas Nystrom, Andrew Johnson, and Ian Bonner. Enjoy the show. Hi, folks. Let's get it over with. The silver trophy to the Golden Knights. Most obnoxious goal horn. It's up there for sure. Yeah, it's it's my, that's me sitting at a, at a green light behind the old person in my town. Just fucking stop <laughs> forever. wild that there's like only like six fans not <laughs> texting at this moment whenever you know what that crowd. sounds like you know what that crowd <laughs> sounds like right now that sounds like the crowd in any genesis football game <laughs> that sounds like the hum of the crowd that they would put in the static so genesis nailed it or yeah, i would assume so <laughs> the funny thing is like a dude at my work is like did you watch the end of the game last night i was like i purposely didn't watch the end of that game that was not that wasn't a game they fucking you mean halfway through the second them. period yeah uh but he's like oh they were blowing the roof off that that place and i watched and i was like the crowd isn't but the fucking arena like team is doing it mm-hmm. <laughs> with yeah. the streamers and the lights and the smoke and all that shit and then there's like literally eight people who have not their phone directly in their face so stupid live the fucking moment oh but jesus christ vegas was unstoppable um guys was this not only the worst stanley cup final but the worst nhl playoffs in the last what 15 years and why is the answer yes it's not it's not because the bruins didn't make it nope i don't know as a bruins fan i mean yeah <laughs> it's the it started worst. deflating from the start but like they, what was a good as series a in this entire thing? thing yeah as a hockey the only series i thought was good front to back seattle dallas and two yeah that was fun i thought devil's rangers was a lot of fun yeah watching a, a, it's always fun to watch the rangers get goalied uh, yeah. watching akira schmidt just steal their soul that was fun from just a boston standpoint but from just a, a, a neutral neutral standpoint hockey wasn't that great also okay i think all right we're doing a we're doing the wrong thing here people <laughs> loved the story of the panthers they were all over it the drama of vegas moving on yep. mcdavid going out like this wasn't the worst playoffs in the last 15 years it, I, I don't know man it's just like nothing know. nothing really grabbed my attention because like, your soul was sucked out after seven is, games which the is first totally round. fine but like mm-hmm. Florida had my attention and then Florida had a week and a half off and then played a team that just just jammed their dicks down their throats like oh, the finals was not fun it was that was an awful finals absolutely right. awful Florida quit what 16 minutes in that game 26 yeah. minutes in that game yeah what was it, somewhere that range one? Florida fucking gave up mm-hmm. 
Yeah. They knew they were done. And they gave up a couple nights ago, too, when they let seven get hung up on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do you remember when I was terrified of Bobrovsky winning a con Smythe? Yeah. Lol. Yeah, you mm. were away from that. Yeah, I, I dodged a bullet there. Kiss, kiss of death right there. Absolute yeah. pumpkin. <laughs> so, okay, Ian. Ian, this wasn't the worst playoff in the last 15 years for you. Was this the worst cup final? Just from a hockey No. Season? Fucking um, Tampa Habs was just yeah. an atrocity. Yeah, but... but as Bruins fans, kind of fun to watch. Does the bubble count, though? I mean, uh, if we're counting the bubble, that but that was a shit series. That wasn't yeah, oh, fun at all. Absolutely, it was really it was really cool to watch the Canadians and the Canadians fans. The few who actually thought that they had a chance in that crumble. True, but that that yeah. also brings up a good point. You see a classic team like that, or or just a northern fucking team, in that. It makes it more interesting. If there was a Rangers team or even a Devils team uh, in that playoff, you're probably paying a little bit better attention to it. But does the fact that it was Florida, Vegas in the final, and then the other two conference, yeah, and then you have Carolina in in Dallas, like the markets, it was, it's great for the sport in theory, but did it take a little bit of the luster off the final four? Also, the conference finals were kind of shit until the Western got a little bit interesting for about three days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Other I get it. It's not a good terrible. playoffs. It's no. not a good playoffs. It wasn't a good playoffs. No. Like, right. like we've had playoffs where the Bruins have been eliminated quickly, but we still pay attention because the hockey itself is just, we mm-hmm. just wrapped, but not here. Bummer. Yeah. Very much bummer. Kind of glad it's just play? over though. Kind of, yes. What's up? <sighs> Andrew, was what it, was your question? What was there? Was there anything redeemable about Vegas winning? I uh, just literally just cool to see Cassidy do it. Yeah, that's literally it. I mean, although there is, there's a little bit of humor in the whole Eichel got a cup before McDavid did. Mm-hmm. That's a little funny to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Kessel Duncan on the Leafs. That was kind of funny too. Yep. yep. Uh, yeah, him swinging said, his I'm dick, being like, I got... Cup, yeah. yeah, I'm a three-time <laughs> cup champion, Toronto. Remember yeah. that. It's like, yeah. dude, he played like three minutes in this in this. Yep, and I think that was part of the humor for it, because <laughs> he might be done. Yeah. Um, but I think that was part of the humor, because he's getting his name on the cup again, mm-hmm. even though this one was... He didn't have much to do with yeah. the season in general, but... Um, David yeah, Shea I would, I would say that's, that's pretty much the only thing that was worth watching towards the end of that was all right well you're happy for cassidy because he is a bruins lifer uh already said as andrew said right before we hit the record button he's gonna bring the cup out to the cape uh this is where his heart is and all that stuff but uh, i don't i don't think there's any question to me that it there we needed to move on i think both of them needed to move on Mm -hmm. um and it worked out for cassidy he inherited a very good team over there and got the most out of them Mm-hmm. Which Mark was which was unfortunately what he couldn't do here. He couldn't get the most out of the guys. He did bring the Bruins to a game seven, uh, so we do have to commend him for that. A few years back, but that's still a sore part that we don't need to talk about right now. Mark Stone did say it best that Cassidy brought an intensity that was lacking that they needed that they mm-hmm. felt that they needed. Yeah, and they, I think he brought dad energy to that locker room that hasn't had it for five seasons before that. Yeah. And I think it's okay to point that out. Like he did a great mm-hmm. job with Vegas, 
but which we knew he would like we knew he would there was no one seeing him leave the Bruins and go to Vegas that just was like oh he's gonna fuck that up yeah no everybody I think we actually said on this podcast like oh he's perfect for them or that's a great landing yep. spot that's did I think oh, yeah. he was gonna win a cup with them no I did not but mm-hmm. I mean I, I would, that wasn't my guess but I'm no. certainly not shocked by it are you no no, I'm not, I'm not terribly shocked. We I, we had them in our top three for the West, mm-hmm. which also isn't saying too much. But yeah, <laughs> we didn't do we didn't do so well with those. But sometimes, just like a player needs a new change of scenery, a coach could need a new place, just new change of scenery or stuff like that. And some coaches' message goes stale after a few seasons. Well, I mean, I'm sure at some point we're going to get to say the word Laviolette on this podcast. But <laughs> he's somebody who goes somewhere and wears the fucking locker room out in three season and, and it's gone yeah. and now he's going back to new york to do it again mm-hmm. but uh that's that's for another day or another time um but yeah uh, why don't you answer your own question there andrew mm. uh which question was that uh, are there any, is there anything redeemable from this final the kessel thing and dave goucher getting a cup ring okay he should have never left yeah that's about it. I don't like Vegas. I mean, I don't like the Panthers either. I was still rooting for the asteroid when it was, you know, nine two. You know, it's kind of hilarious. We talked all year about how the East was so much more like stacked than the West. And a large part of it was like six out of the eight teams round one have a chance. Yeah. And then of course the eighth seed goes on a run to the finals and mm-hmm. loses the finals to a Western team. No. Well, let's let's also be Fucking honest. Like, it. <laughs> Vegas fans have been pining for this for 57, 58 weeks or months, <laughs> months at this point. <laughs> like they they were hurting for this. Oh my god, the long suffering Vegas fans. Mm. I I can't I can't do this bit. I don't. Here's how I convince myself it's okay. Those guys are probably Raiders fans too, and soon to be, soon to be A's fans. Mm yikes so maybe they do deserve this one yeah preemptive pain yeah Mm. so do you know what my favorite part of the playoffs was Mm. when the canes got swept hearing that they had lost the last 12 eastern conference final games Mm -hmm. that they played Mm. that was really funny to me that was probably the funniest part of the whole playoffs to me the 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 press conference was the funniest part yeah i was gonna say i was like i'm like the, the press conference was the highlight of the playoffs for me. Which, by the way, Florida won one game. That's a not that's not a sweep, Rod. Mm-hmm. That's uh, classifies as not a sweep. Yes. About as damn close to a sweep as you can get, considering they got fucking what was the final tally in terms of goals for and against? Well, I think Vegas scored something like twenty seven. <laughs> And I believe it, I believe the final score was like twenty seven to twelve or eleven, something like that. So twenty six to math. Wait, I'm counting the wrong team. No, but it's <laughs> they averaged over five. <laughs> so many Welcome goals. to the short shift podcast, everyone. Yeah, <laughs> short shift, long math. It's so many goals. Nice. Yeah, it was twenty six goals that the gold that scored in fucking. And how many did games. the Panthers score, Ian? Uh, that's more math. Twenty 
12? 12. coming out of his ears, right? 12. Yeah. I'm just clicking through the games here. <laughs> that's I just, 12, I didn't okay. So that's, that's, that's 2011 numbers right there. Mm-hmm. Only they had two more games. Only we oh, had two gosh. more games to do that. 26 goals in five games. That'll lose you some... That's my vote. <laughs> the excuses are already coming out for the Panthers. Uh, Ian, do you want to touch on some of the injuries that got announced today? Oh, they, didn't yeah, wait, so, they didn't even wait 24 hours to start why talking bother? about how people... No, they didn't even wait 24 exploded. minutes. That was yeah. on Maurice's post game. Was it? Jeez. <laughs> Jesus. Well, how what? long... So the biggest one was Kachuk had a broken sternum. Yeah. How long did he have that? He in suffered game three? Yep, he suffered it in game three. Game four, he had to have teammates help him put his gear on. In game five, his brother Brady had to help him get out of bed. That was the story that uh, Maurice told. I saw an incredible comment when I talked about this whole Cassidy narrative about how, look how much tougher Vegas was. They put Kachuk on his ass and knocked him out of the series. Like, So they purposely broke his sternum? Yeah. You fucking asshole. You, they purposely broke his sternum. That's what you think? Hockey fans are smart. <laughs> yeah, so intellectual. Sam Bennett had a knee injury. Declare had a knee injury. Gudas had a high ankle sprain, which does hurt like a son of a bitch. Yep. Uh, Ekblad had a broken foot and a torn oblique. Jesus. Broken foot, torn oblique, and popped out his shoulder twice. Yeah, I do that on the weekly. He can get over it. Uh, <laughs> Lewis, I like this one. Lewis Tarainen, undisclosed. Hmm. All right, take it off the list. I don't fucking care then. Yeah. If I don't know what it is. <laughs> no, I just think it's funny. It's like Luster Rhino was hurt and he, and he didn't disclose what it was. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. A bruised penis. That's what yes. it was. Yeah. Yes. Busted dick. Busted dick. Uh, yeah, and I'm sure when Vegas decides after they're done getting hammered to release their injuries, we're all going to go, damn. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yes, they didn't suffer like a Kachuk level injury, but no. hey, that's the playoffs, man. We came into the playoffs without our top two centers and a broken foot on Lindholm. Like, mm-hmm. sometimes you got to have a little luck. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But they went 16 and six in this playoff run. None of their mm-hmm. series felt particularly close. I know yeah, we're going to talk about this. Series? Yeah. I, I know we're going to talk about this in the coming weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, but initial reactions, what are your thoughts? And if this is this is Bruins related. What are your thoughts as we put a bow on the 2022-23 season? Where's your head at? In terms of what exactly? Just the Bruins. The what ifs or, or, or where what did, what would you summarize the ending of this uh season? How you feel about it with the Bruins in context? I think the what if phrase is just going to haunt this. Mm-hmm. This every time you think about this season, you're going to think about what ifs. Well, it's like it's it it peels layers. It's like oh, we lost in a game seven. Oh, we lost in game seven in overtime. Oh, we had a three two lead with fifty nine seconds left. It's just yeah. Oh, we had a three one lead in the series. We had a three one lead in the series. But like all the only thing I'm gonna keep going back to is that fucking the tip off of McAvoy's stick in fifty-eight seconds. Mm-hmm. And other people are going with the DeBrus breakaway or the Marchand breakaway or whatever. The, pass. the the what ifs are just they're so abundant, more so than any other year. Um, this offseason's gonna hurt because of it. The offseason was gonna hurt regardless, yeah. but it's gonna hurt more because of the result. Yeah. yeah. 
I am I am sad about one major thing is it seems that a decent little portion of the fan base has looked at this core as losers, underachievers, whatever. Um, I think sometimes they forget some stuff about how difficult it is to win a cup and this core won a cup and they went to two other finals and it sucks to the order they did it in honestly but <laughs> that's like underachieving sure i thought maybe they'd get two cups mm-hmm. but if you are going to sit there and be like they could have four or five cups you're full of shit yeah like would you not look around the rest of the league other great teams that never won a cup just because they never got a bounce the worst thing to happen to boston sports was the continued and un and almost impossibly unsustainable success of the Patriots that bled over to all the other. I thought you were about to say the lightning because the lightning would be the, the annoying NHL example. And the lightning too. Mm -hmm. That's a good one. Yeah. Yep. There's, there's definitely a a spoiled element for a lot of Boston fans and there's expectations. Sure. And I get that. I certainly, certainly get that, but Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like I'm looking at it yesterday and I was, we almost, we could have beaten Florida. We just couldn't fucking put the nail in the coffin and let them sneak out. Uh, Canes looked unbelievably yes. easy to beat. Uh, I don't know if we sweep them, Rod, but <laughs> but I mean, I I think we win that series. And then the question is, how much how much time off of, would we have had to have played Vegas? And the storyline would have been crazy with. Montgomery versus Cassidy and all that stuff. And I don't know, uh, judging on the injuries that we saw for what the Bruins had at the end of the year, uh, they would have only been worse by the time they reached the finals. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's about being hot. Sometimes it's about being healthy. And sometimes you get both. And that's what Vegas got. Yep. They got healthy. Theoretically, the right that's time. what Florida was. Florida was perfect going into there, other than they had not played in 10 days. Yep. And that. That's a conditioning thing. That's a timing thing. And they looked off right off the bat. There was only 25 minutes of good hockey in the first game. And then they started getting hurt. And then they started playing bad. And man, Vegas took advantage of everything. Everything. Did name one. I can't even name one shift where they fucked up so bad where they could have had a goal and didn't bury it. Yeah. That's structure. That's what good. Yeah. That's what good structure does. And yep. to Cassidy's credit, that's what he instills. But you know, it's it. It's not that Cassidy isn't a great coach. It's that with time, it's gonna it, it's gonna play out the way it has his last two stops. Mm-hmm. But right now, that does not matter. Yep. Nope. It does not. And honestly, Thomas, uh, to what you were saying, I, I think eventually. We've talked about this for the last three or four years now. Sweeping a team is not exactly a good thing. No. Like, obviously, yeah, you get through the round, you're excited, like, get on to the next. But we've seen over and over and over again, especially the last few years, the team that swept somebody and has, like, six days off till their next series, mm-hmm. they usually get smoked. Like, they just looked like they were about to run through Dallas. Dallas made it interesting for a couple of games. That probably assisted Vegas in winning the fucking. I honestly game. think it yeah. does. Yeah. Is you keep you're staying consistent. Now, obviously, you're going to have the same argument of like, well, that's how injuries mount up too. I'm like, you're not wrong, but yeah. 
just feels like whenever a team gets a sweep, the next series is that much more difficult for them. Yeah. We had that, we had that 12 day layoff, uh, heading into the Stanley cup final in 2019. And in the middle of it, we decided to have a, a scrimmage and Marshawn broke his thumb. Like that, that's, that's the kind of stuff that happens. Yep. God, what a damn shame, man. Mm-hmm. This season's just going to be, I'm just going to always look back at it and I'm going to, I'm going to appreciate it. I am going to appreciate it, but regular season back was a hell of a ride. What ifs? Mm-hmm. Yeah, regular, regular season was fun. the most fun I've ever had watching a team. Mm-hmm. During the regular sport. season. Mm-hmm. I even yeah. got to punch you in the chest in the middle of in the middle of the season. That was great. You did. Mm-hmm. My heart stopped. Yep. I got to watch DeBrus score two goals on a broken leg. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And watch fucking Penguins fans be so distraught. Oh, they were so <laughs> so sad. That was they deserve experience. it, really. Of course they do. <laughs> the Penguins fans. Oh, uh, man, we're sad. We're, all we're sad. sad again. We can't well, get mean, through an episode without being sad. Hockey's done. Hockey's done for a couple of months. Like we Hockey's have off done season forever. Stuff. <laughs> Hockey is over, folks. This is the... Uh, we're going to have to think of a new thing to talk about on next week's podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we have, we have... I'm pretty sure they announce the schedule in the next week or two. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got free agency starting. We have the draft to start looking at. Uh, not that the draft is going to be very interesting for the Bruins whatsoever, uh, but there will be other things to talk about regarding the draft. Uh, the, we just have an important we have, a, yeah, <laughs> we have we have an important off season ahead of us. Not that any off season is not important, but uh, there's there's a lot of things that need to happen to make this team competitive for next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it starts with uh, we're officially on Bergeron watch now. Oh. Here we are. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Oh, my God. Oh, is it because you just kind of shoved it out of your brain? I don't think my brain's been operating at full capacity for at least a few weeks now. I think it's running at like a 20% power saving mode. 30 years. All right. First of all, I am not 30 yet. (laughs) Second of all, uh, I got about two months left. I don't even have two months left. Fuck me. Until when? Until I'm 30. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, too much Jesus, I'm getting I'm... so old. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. <laughs> and Thomas wants to hear it less. Mm. Yeah, I have <laughs> elbow pain and knee pain and back pain just from playing baseball for about an hour and a half yesterday. So, Yikes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what happens. Better than the week prior, where I dumped it going for a ground ball and uh, couldn't stand up the next day because my thighs were on so like on fire, both of them. Those damn hammies. Those damn hammies. They'll Those get you, buddy. Dogs. They'll get you. But that's life. That is just life. Just, life is just one constant leg injury after another by the time you turn 35. Yeah. You guys are really selling this whole 30 and up thing to me. Yeah. Thanks. Enjoy Appreciate it. that. Enjoy it. It'll, It'll be great. Uh, where are we at? Bruins buyout window opens on the 16th at 10 p.m. What do we think is going to happen? Hold on. At 10 p.m.? 48 hours after the final horn of the Stanley Cup final, they round it up to the hour. 
That's fucking stupid. Oh my god, that is dumb. <laughs> That's, That's according so to Cat Friendly. <laughs> yeah. That's so dumb. Why, why not just do 7 a.m. on the 16th or 7 a.m. on the 7th? That is so dumb. He said 48 hours from the end of the season. God, geez, old people and their ceremonies. My so, uh, Jesus. <laughs> I actually do have a question that regard that regarding that. The buyout window opens at 10 p.m. Do the Bruins wait till the clock strikes 10.01 to buy out Mike Riley? I just <laughs> don't know why you wouldn't wait until 11.58 p.m. on the 30th. Like, why bother doing it quickly? Like, yeah. just tell tell Riley, like, hey, just, buddy, you know just, what's happening. Just, if you don't. just don't. Just don't communicate with him. And then whenever you just like, hey, is there any news? And just be like, no. Nope. Like, you know what's coming. No, I, I, yeah, I would tell him, like, you know exactly what's coming. Talk to your agent about it, and um, hopefully we can trade you. Yeah, <laughs> that's all it is. That's all it is. Forbort, the same conversation as with Forbort. Again, you're also trying to trade. I do not know why there is this brazen expectation that he's going to be easy to move. I, the best case scenario is a late round pick if you can move him for free. Mm-hmm. That would be amazing. Mm-hmm. It's just caught on that his value is now like, oh, 100%. He'll get traded for like a late-round pick. I'm not saying it's impossible, but it's certainly not a sure thing. There are a couple teams that need to get to the floor. Yeah, and they have 26 teams talking to them about guys that they want to send their way. Mm-hmm. But Derek mm-hmm. Forbord kills penalties. Okay, yeah. I'm just saying a little <laughs> realistic. Uh, realistic? Whatever. A little realism wouldn't hear anybody there. Yeah. Will he actually get bought out, though? If he isn't traded, you have to buy that out. Right? Unless you're totally like, we're fucked this season. Let's just keep him and not, like, damage next year's capital. That's a possibility, too. Do you think that's a, do you think that's at all a possibility with Riley, then? Um, Jesus, you still have to re-sign some of your young guys, so one of these guys has to get bought out. If you decide next season is fucked, you have to make sure you're signing Swayman and and Frederick. Also, keep in mind, this buyout window is unlimited. Right. So, I mean, maybe there's something else. Maybe there's someone else in mind. Who knows? But I know it's definitely Riley. Thomas, is he doing a bit right now? No, maybe there's somebody else. (laughs) Will someone ask? Is there someone on my mind? <laughs> no, there's no one else on my mind. It's got to be Forbort. I just oh, I, fucking lame. I was really excited to hear. No, like, no, no, no. I don't have anybody else that. in mind. But like, it, but it, you know Taylor how these Hall. things. You know how these things. Oh fuck you. <laughs> you. <laughs> but you know how these things go. It's it's almost never who we expect. And but then if it's who we expect, you know, we don't remember it because it's not memorable. So maybe it is always who we expect. Yeah, I I have a really hard time finding another contract that makes sense to buy out. But do you, but does the, but my question is, so here's my question. We would all buy out forward, right, Thomas? Um, Yeah, I mean, if it makes financial sense, there's no reason to keep him. (laughs) But does the org... I, I can't convince myself there's any reason to keep him. But does the organization value him in this weird way because it it became it becomes apparent became apparent that they trust him over matt grizzlick in the playoffs 
Apparently. So. I, I, I have a hard time feeling like no one in that building is going, hey, you know who we should really keep? Forbort. I just I have a hard time seeing anybody after it that. It might only like, take yeah. one considering considering who who's what the ranking is of whom saying it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's Cam Neely saying we, we need to, we need to keep forward because size or whatever he would say. We've like, done dumb things before. We've done dumb things before, and I I think forward should be bought out. I think it it I think it's unquestionable and un- undebatable he should be bought out, but. I'm not in the organization. <laughs> well, there's a reason that Riley's getting bought out first. So, because Forbort still has apparently more value than Riley. Mm-hmm. So, I think it's one of those things where it's like if they can avoid buying him out, they will. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's certainly on that short list. Yeah. He definitely seems like he would be like a bounce back candidate for someone to get a one year, $1 million contract and actually have a good season somewhere else. But. It's not going to be here. I, I don't see him have, ever having a good season again. Fair. <laughs> Rude, sure, but that's but fair. Yeah. No, that's absolutely fair. Do you I think he's not- suddenly going to get faster at thirty-two years old? Power taste in the mouth with how he con- how he conducted himself. So I completely understand. <laughs> yeah. Yep. 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 I'm sad again. I'm sad too. You want to get more sad? Yes, always. Let's go. What is Sarah Valley saying now? Trent Frederick might not be qualified, according to him. According okay, to what you know, what's really neat about him? Like ninety-two percent of the stuff he says is like just doesn't happen. <laughs> I'm not even dunk. I'm not even dunking on the dude. Like he is a reporter about hockey. He's super plugged in. He does a great job. He still goes one for ten constantly <laughs> when it comes to the his podcast. Like his, not his podcast. Every time he comes out and like speaks on these things, he has to have something to talk about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he always has something to talk about. And usually it's just fades away into the bleakness. Like Trent so, Frederick, I find it just I'm ridiculous a- to think he wouldn't be actually qualified. There we go. I was going to say, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that's your answer then. On a team like this that needs the youth to, to be better every year and Frederick having some, like, having, he had progress. At very worst, he had progress this year. I think he had significant progress. Same. Yeah. So you just you you qualify that at least, and then figure it out from there because you his, can trade him. His qualifying offer is like one point three or something like that. Right. He's going to get more. He's going to get more. You're going to be fine. It doesn't make any sense. But well, we're scraping the barrel for Bruins news right now. We won't be in a couple of weeks though. No, we. I mean that, or we will be for the next two months. Yeah, one or the other. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to like think of think think of new segments. <laughs> you guys want to jump into voicemails since we have a few of those? Sure. Sure. Okay. I short shift pod. I'm not gonna leave my Twitter name because uh, don't really want to be talking to that about this. But um, as someone who's been cut by a knife on my forearm, I've never been stabbed. <laughs> I've been cut and uh, had. It waxed um, some very loose skin on the lower half of my body. Oh. Uh, I can confirm that being cut by a knife hurts significantly more and for significantly longer than being waxed. But um, yeah, 
Peace their own, I guess. <laughs> Cheers, boys. Thank you, kind stranger. Oh. He took he, he took your or your question and answered it and went a step further because it wasn't just a waxing; it was waxing some fucking screw. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Damn. answer. He's just waxing some screw. Yeah. Ugh. And he wasn't even like stab stabbed; he was cut. Mm. So you gotta assume stabbing is worse than cutting. Well, now we have another conversation to have, actually. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Either way, I feel vindicated as hell. I appreciate you. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm going to be straight up. It, it looks like that's not the only voicemail that's about about this topic. This is from the same phone number, so I feel like this is going to be a follow up. Oh, okay. Here we go. Hi, boys. It's me again. Uh, I just yep. got back from dinner and realized that my story had literally zero context. Uh, so I'll provide <laughs> that here now. First of all, uh, I'm at It's underscore Clips on Twitter and Flipinicus on Twitch if you have more questions. But um, I cut my forearm while hiking. The, the cutting board slipped and I sliced my forearm open about three inches. Um, and it hurt for the rest of the trip which was about four days um yeah i know and i i hear being stabbed hurts even more than being cut that um, there we go thanks again boys <laughs> supporting your hypothesis dude phil Binicus, thank you brother he jumps into the twitch chat a lot uh mm -hmm. <laughs> thanks man <laughs> So I've never been stabbed, but to, to that point, I have gashed my own thumb to the point where I bled out for two hours. Yikes. Mm-hmm. I was cutting. I know I wasn't cutting anything. I was drunk and I was in the kitchen and it wasn't well lit in the kitchen. And I was cleaning a knife, a knife, a brand new knife. And I ran my thumb across the blade, thinking that it was protected by the rag I was using. Idiot. It wasn't. And then I just hear, and then just didn't need gosh. the sound effect. Actually, didn't yeah. need that. Also, <laughs> nope, nope. You're getting it though. Yeah. So, and I gushed. I gushed to the point where, like, this was right when COVID hit. So I did not want to go to emergency room. <laughs> So I'm sitting there with layers upon layers of paper towel just bleeding out and getting cold. Bleeding out is a little misleading just because you are still here. So No, I was bleeding. I was I was bleeding out. Like I was getting cold, I was getting numb, and luckily I had somebody who made a splint out of popsicle sticks and butterfly stitches and stopped the bleeding with the popsicle sticks, wrapped it around, stopped the bleeding just enough so we didn't have to go to the emergency room. And I had this like on an L shape, I had two sets of popsicle sticks to keep it stable so it wouldn't cut open because it was right on the hinge of the thumb. So, so I had to like keep it straight and that hurt like a bitch but it hurt like a bitch in the sense of i might die i think i might die i should go to the emergency room but it's covid and i don't want to do that so thomas is giving me the most disapproving dad look in the world <laughs> you just rambled for three and a half minutes of that and it wasn't anywhere close to as cool as Ian's story <laughs> it, 
Well, no, it wasn't because wh what's going to be getting stabbed by... We still don't know what you did, by the way. She <laughs> thinks I was running around. I wasn't running around. You know what's so funny? I told Tiffany that I told you guys about me being stabbed, and she went, which time? And I was like, we're not getting into the other <laughs> whoa, 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 No, 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 it was totally different. This, it was a different, it's, I'm, like, I'm making it unbelievable at this point. Yeah. <laughs> this point. No, 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 no. So it was, there isn't uh, another time. It isn't really. It wasn't an actual stabbing. It's just fun to joke about me being stabbed twice. I was only really stabbed the one time. <laughs> um, but my uh, the the other person that I'm not supposed to name uh, <laughs> got me pretty good with a knife on accident. Mm, that's accident. in quotes. Um, it's just uh, yeah, never mind. I don't want to get deeper into that one. Okay. Yeah. Another that was an accident. <laughs> accidentally on purpose. <laughs> Hey, this is Dickie Darkside from the Discord. I'm responding to last week's conversation of does it hurt more to be <laughs> Dude, stabbed or No what? hockey questions. Uh, I have been both stabbed twice Jeez. and whacked several times, so <laughs> I think I can answer this question quite definitively. Uh, let me start off saying that in the community whose culture we're... Uh, we're celebrating this month. I am known as somewhat of a bear, uh, which means <laughs> I am a very, very hairy man. Uh, and I dated a girl for a while who uh, who did not like that. So yes, I got waxed a lot during that period of time. Uh, I also worked security in a bar for years, in a dive bar, and I got stabbed once by a knife and once by a broken beer bottle. Nice. Ooh, that. Um, once in the hand and the other time in the leg. So I think the easy way to to settle this debate is the person who tells you that it is more painful to be whacked. You take that person and you stab them. <laughs> you stab them and say, see, you're wrong. It's not even close. And I don't think my stab wounds are nearly as bad as what a lot of stab wounds can be. Like the hand wasn't, isn't the worst place in the thigh. Neither. What is happening? Um, there's far more painful places to be stabbed, but it doesn't even, like, waxing doesn't even come close. Yes, it's a bit of a shock. The first <laughs> time you're whacked, it's a bit of a shock to the system. Oh, but he's just going it. Like they say, pulling the bandaid off. It hurts for like, Four seconds, maybe? Anybody who tells acting is more painful is just not accustomed to any level of discomfort whatsoever. <laughs> um, oh, that makes a lot of sense, actually. There are yeah. the people who complain about everything, I imagine, and they probably should be stabbed just to be shown what real pain feels like. I'm not advocating for stabbing anybody, don't worry. Uh, it kind of feels you like know, you are. Can't use the defense that Dickie told me to stab them to your lawyer. But yeah, it's not <laughs> even close. It's, um, waxing is a minor inconvenience. Stabbing is a completely different animal. It actually sneaks up on you. I think when you first get stabbed, the adrenaline takes over. And usually when you get stabbed, you're not in a controlled situation. Uh, I've never been whacked in an uncontrolled situation. It's always in a very controlled situation uh, with a... a a woman who probably doesn't speak English behind me, but I, you know, <laughs> it, it need be if she needs to try and go out, I can take her. Oh, and it got cut off. 
Well, but at I, least he can take the young woman who's waxing his ball. I just love. I just love he's like, I've never been waxing an uncontrolled situation. Like you're bouncing you're bouncing somebody out of the bar real quick and instead of them pulling out a knife, they pull out a wax strip and just slap it on your calf. They just oh they God. just they slap your beard with some nair. Oh, and then with oh the other God. hand they fucking put take the wax paper and uh. Oh, Philbiticus and Dicky. God, you guys rock. Thank you. Hold on. So much for those. God, so wait, God. wait, wait. I'm, wait, wait, I'm wait, still... wait, 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 wait. Okay, before, before we go too far. Mm. Hey, it's Dicky. Apparently, I reached the <laughs> limit of your voicemail box, which is probably a good thing. I probably would have rambled on for uh, a lot longer. <laughs> but yeah, stabbing hurts way more. Not even in the same ballpark. All right, thanks, guys. Keep up the good work and uh, good luck getting through this uh, off season. <laughs> Thank you, Dicky. So good, Dicky. You a, you're a legend. B, I'm still. How is this even a debate? Like the uncontrolled situation is by far the funniest thing so I've heard good. in weeks. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> You ever been oh. in a bar? I'm gonna see her at work tomorrow. I get to tell her like, "Hey, man, it's unanimous. You are fucking <laughs> dumb." Uh, it's oh, by the way, it's, I don't know if I told this context. This is Tiffany's best friend <laughs> that's been arguing with me about this. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, she's get like better friends. She's like five six, hundred and twenty pounds. She's just this tiny little thing. Uh, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. <laughs> God, that made me laugh. See, what I need to do now is stab my wife <laughs> and then ask her if childbirth is worse. Bold takes. Mm. Uh, also, not, a bold I'm thing not. to say on a recorded. Yeah, we're going to clip that. We're gonna, I'm going to clip it myself. What I need That's to do That's a t-shirt. Now is stab the first thing wife. I need to do is stab my wife. <laughs> John Mulaney on it, too. <laughs> and That's my wife. Uh, Alright, next man, I have nothing to add to that <laughs> What's up, this is, is Into the Den again uh, uh, I'd leave my Twitter handle again But uh, on a bit of a Twitter break Because, you know, Pride Month seems to bring out the worst takes in everyone Also, happy Pride, mm. every uh, everybody But uh, I kind of wanted to uh, ask you guys is As we're coming to the end of the, uh, of the playoffs here I want to know, what is the take that you guys had at the beginning of the season, either about the Bruins or the NHL at, uh, or the NHL in general, the take that aged worse than uh, than Suter on the first pair with Haskinen. And I'm going to say my, because uh, I'm going to say mine is uh, uh, for the Bruins, I'm going with the, with, I'm going with the popular one and saying that uh, my worst take was that this was going to be uh, Jacob Zaboral's Oh, it was breakout year, and for the NHL as a whole, I was gonna uh, say that uh, uh, that uh, Robertson was gonna win the in the freaking heart. I really thought that Robertson was gonna uh, continue his hot streak, but I want to know what you guys is all had for bad takes and as uh, and Taki uh, and uh, as Ian always says. Go bees! Go bees! Oh, all right, bees. go bees! So I'm, I'm actually kind of with him, but I, I'm pretty sure all three of us were like, "Ah, oh, Zaboral's gonna take a step forward." Yeah, and he took. Yeah. He he didn't even take a step backwards. He took a step off. Yeah. Although that Robertson take was, I mean, that had some real Here's meat to year. it. Yeah, that had some meat to it. 
Um, so if anybody wants, if if anybody wants bad takes, hi. Uh, hmm. <laughs> Columbus. Mm. That's a bad one. That was that. That was my. That was my Waterloo. That was worse than Buffalo. Because at yeah. least with, Buffalo at was least, just more fun to monitor. Buffalo hmm. was fun to monitor, but Buffalo, you at least saw. In 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 its ninety nine percent idiocy, you saw the one percent of well maybe, but with Columbus it was just. Where did no you say they were going to finish? Nine. I I said that they were going to miss the playoffs on the last day of the season. And they did. But, they did. But they, they technically they did. also lost it a few months before that. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> And My worst take by far was it was the bold take, and I knew it was a bold take. But the Capitals winning the division, mm-hmm. they got derailed by everything this year. Mm-hmm. It was bad. I'm trying to think what was my worst Bruins take this year. Uh, I'm pretty sure your worst take was that the Panthers would have never had a lead in the first round. Listen, <laughs> <laughs> take so bad that they attributed it to me and not who actually made it. No one's gonna actually remember who made it, and they're all just gonna default to Andrew. It's just and, automatically uh, defaulted. And with that case, let's just go ahead and move on. Hey, what's going on, guys? It's Zach B. Conan. Today I'm in the car before I head to my summer job. Wanted uh, to give you guys a call real quick. As always, saying you're doing a great job and. Uh, it's great to hear you guys in the offseason. We know there's not much to talk about right now. Got a quick question for you. So, I know last time you guys talked a little bit about whether or not Krejci or Bergeron were going to come back. And I want to look at it from the opposite angle, which is, in your opinion, do you think the Bruins management, you know, Don Sweeney and, and some of those guys who make those decisions, do you think that they want these two guys to come back? Do you think they're pushing, you know, to try to get Bergeron and Krejci back or even just Bergeron back for one more year? Or do you think they're taking it more as a, if they come back, it's good. If they don't, it sucks, but we'll, you know, we'll take it as it is. You know, what, what kind of mentality do you think they have right now, you know, as they're making decisions for next year? Um, but anyways, hope you guys are having a, a good week and, uh, yeah, go be Go bees! What a great question. Mm-hmm. It's it, it's almost a it's almost a mean question. Like it kind of hurts a little bit because mm-hmm. my answer would be somewhere in between. I think I don't think they necessarily don't want Bergeron or Krejci to come back, but I don't know how actively insistent they are that they do come back. You know what I mean? Like I think mentally they might be prepared for both of them to walk. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think the real thing is they obviously don't want to see Bergeron play in another uniform. Uh, So if Bergeron wants to come back, he's coming back. As far as Krejci, probably a little bit less of the sentimentality. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't know. I don't don't know how aggressive they're going to be with bringing them both back. I really don't. I think Sweeney said it best last year where it's just he'll take all the time he needs and we're not going to interfere or interfere with it i think the management really does take the approach of if it happens it happens if it doesn't it doesn't and they're if they're doing their job they have contingencies for both yes I, i think i'll take it one step further i bet although there would be a certain sense of disappointment if they both retired particularly bergeron Mm-hmm. I also bet, at least for Sweeney and Neely, definitely not Monty, there'd be a sense of relief of like, okay, all right, 
like this is our path forward now there is yep. no no other options yep. there is no bergeron ripping mm-hmm. ripping the proverbial wax strip off your back yes the one that the guy placed on my back unknowingly in the club in an uncontrolled <laughs> environment jesus christ <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I agree with you, Ian. That's a better way of saying kind of where my head's at. I don't think they I, want it to happen. I don't think they do either. No, they but at the same it time, it will it will just be like, okay, well, we knew this was happening. So now we're on to the next. We're on to the next era. And you're finally closing that book. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, maybe I'm it kind feels of... like we're just kind of skimming the last couple pages of this book haphazardly and, and, and just hoping that the book's not over. But mm-hmm. maybe it is, and honestly, Bergeron's decision is going to be the catalyst for whichever direction they're going to go. Yeah, mm-hmm. and honestly, maybe I'm kind of speaking for myself on that one. Yeah, because even when I said it, I was kind of like, I'd, I'd feel a little relieved, but also I'd feel super disappointed and sad. Yeah, it's it's yeah. literally my favorite Bruin ever. Yeah, but you're also like, I don't want to watch him fall off a cliff. I think no. Krejci's all but gone, but I think Krejci's gone. It just yeah. feels like. It just feels over. And but with Bergeron, it's just I, I still think he's coming back. Like I can't explain it. Like it's just a feeling I have, and the kind of efficiency that he had this season. Like I think yeah, he, still he didn't has have a bad year. He didn't have a bad year. And I think, but I think that if he does come back, there needs to be some parameters set in terms of ice time, back to backs, how you manage that. Mm-hmm. But I still think I, I I still believe he's coming back. If he comes back, he's doing whatever the fuck he wants, and you know it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know if they're gonna. I don't know if they're gonna give him the uh, the Chara treatment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ugh, but that hurts. I actually have a voicemail. Do you? Hello, Sharshit Pod. It's Fitman of Andrew's imagination here. So you know, he asked me to call a few weeks back. But we all know he fucked that up because he doesn't know how to operate Zoom. Um, and, and I'm pretty sure you don't know, but the last time I called, I was uh, being really nice. This time I plan not to be, but only towards Andrew because, you know, it's Andrew. So, um, what's going to happen here? It's that Thomas and Ian are going to ask a question that I actually wanted to ask the last time, which also Andrew didn't say it even slightly correctly. Um, and in the meantime, Andrew has to say all the nice things about Vegas Golden Knights. Because it just has to. So, anyway. Um, Thomas and Ian? Uh, the question that I wanted to ask was, um, which European player would you like to have on the Bruins right now? And the additional thing was that they can be from either NHL or from any European league. Uh, and they can be someone who has already played for you in the past and you just want them back. But they cannot be someone who you've drafted and who hasn't played for you. So Ian, please do not answer down slow smillies. Because <laughs> that won't stand. That's not the question. It's a tail- that, that would be a tail- totally different question. So, yeah. Anyway. You get to answer that. And Andrew, 
Go on. Start telling nice things about the Vegas Golden Knights. I'm listening. Hey, Tia, did you mean lot males? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Tia. That's a great call. So I have to say something nice about Vegas. Let me just get that out of the way now. Um, their defense wasn't bad. <laughs> their fans are there. Human people. Um, the medieval times thing is only a little cringe. Like, I can't do this. It's not in my heart. The parade's on the strip. That's kind of fucking cool. Never the been. The parade on the strip gonna, is gonna. The parade on the strip's gonna fuck. It's it's gonna be literally. different. It's literally gonna fuck. It's literally gonna fuck. And I mean the parade itself. I mean the parade itself is going to literally fuck. There's just gonna be just dicks everywhere, and they're just gonna be on a chain going across the strip. Kind of well, uh, that visual. Yeah, that one freaked me out a little bit. Fine. Uh, it's fine. You don't need to don't need to think about it for more than three seconds. <laughs> Yarmir Yager to you. What right are you now? Right now. Get him 50 back. 50-year-old Yarmir Yager? I want him back. I want him back in any way, shape, or form. Dude was just too fun. Uh, oh, did she say right now? Because <laughs> I right was like, he's back 20 years. <laughs> right now, can't be drafted former former Bruin, though. Oh, uh, man. But is, is your answer Yager? God, he I honestly me. don't even hate that answer. He jumps to mind, is all I'm saying. <laughs> who else? Uh, trying to think of who else I would want. Thomas, do you have an answer that just pops to your head? No, you just erased everything out of my brain by saying Yager. I mean, you know. <laughs> now it's all he wants. <laughs> I mean, you uh, say like... Uh, like names are like easily accessible would be like a Sagan or something like that, but mm-hmm. um, but a Euro player. Oh, a Euro. Yeah, it's gonna have to be Yager. Marius Jarkovsky, where are you guys going here? The I'm Polish fair. Prince. Nah. Polish Prince. The Polish Prince. I can't even think of one either. Once you said Yager, I. I can you imagine 50-year-old Yager on the third line right wing? Dude, i tell you one thing. He fucks. <laughs> he, he fucks and he documents fucks. everyone. I think the problem I'm having is as soon as she said that and put me not on the spot. This is pre-recorded. I could take 20 minutes to think of an answer if I wanted to. <laughs> there should be no pressure. And every European name in the history of the sport flew out of my mind. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it has to be a Bruin? Former, yeah, former Bruin. Yep. Oh, then Yager was the right answer all along. Yeah, you yeah exactly. That's why. I, that's why I was like, but, but, would you want him right now? I mean, no, obviously not. But also, kinda. <laughs> fifty, uh, fifty-year-old Yager on the third line, right wing. Hmm. There's gonna be a spot. Oh man. Fifty-year-old Yager or Garnet Hathaway? You have to choose. Right now. <laughs> Come on, man! Don't make me say that out loud. Don't make me say that out loud. Come on. Okay, so it's so it's fifty-year-old guy Mir Yager. Got it. <laughs> yes, there you go. <laughs> I, you don't you don't have to say it out loud, but I will. I'll lie for my pride. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Sub question: Yager in his prime, or Chara in his prime? Oh. Oh, Yager in his prime. Yeah. 
I don't know. Yager in his prime. Char was for what this team needs. Yeah, I'll say Yager, but like, yeah. Yeah, I guess out of needs, you'd have to go with Yager. Yeah. Can I put Chara on the wing? Chara. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I got one for you. Joe Sackick. Can I get Joe Sackick in his prime <laughs> to take over for aged out Patrice Bergeron? He's the original Bergeron. Can I just get him back? Oh, man. Can I just get 18-year-old Patrice Bergeron and let him develop again? <laughs> yeah, can we just do that all again? <laughs> Oh, wait, if we can do that, David Krejci is my answer to Jesus' question. Hey, oh, there you go. Years. Uh, He's officially a free agent now, so. Uh, <laughs> so we have another voice more brewing. <laughs> oh, we have more voices. Yeah, there's a couple more. Jesus. Here we go. Hi, it's Andy. Uh, might know me over on Twitter uh, as Brad Marshall. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think uh, this. This, uh, this cut one of the nights really speaks to the fact that, uh, you know, everyone's been fucking discoursing so hard over this, this whole, like, would we still have won the cup or, or, you know, how, how did coaching affect this? And I really think that this goes to prove that your personality type of your team and your coach has to align. When you see a team that has players on it, like, you know, Jack Eichel, he he was so noted as being this, like, quote-unquote, locker room cancer, toxic kind of environment guy, but you get someone around, like, you get someone like that, and you put him in a team, and you put him with a coach who, who kind of feeds that, like, that, that energy, that just fucking shows exactly why it matters to have a coach who matches your team's energy. And, I mean, it also just goes to show, like, depending too much on one player, like we saw with Kachuk, like, Florida, they fucking folded without him. They depended so much on him, similar to how the Bruins depended so much on, on you know, Linus in, in our playoff run, you know, hoping that he would be this you know, figure of perfection or something and keeping us in there, but nah. It's depending way too much on one person when when injury comes to play like this, it's just gonna get you one way or another. Uh I mean she's not wrong. Brad Marshlong. Marsh Thanks, Long. Andy. Yeah. She's <laughs> she's not wrong. Florida folded without Kachuk. Like literally folded. No. Like quit. Yeah. Straight up. And everything that she said about Cassidy was right. Like, and we what we've been saying for over a year. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and nothing Vegas did changes that. A wise man told me when I was about 13 years old that pig and elephant DNA just don't splice. Oh my god! <laughs> you know, for what it's worth, I felt like Monty really did. Uh, he matched this team's energy where it wanted to be really well, mm -hmm. and it fell apart in the end. But. Uh, I thought through the season, through a lot of the season, he said a lot of the right things. There were some red flags. We talked about those previously. And the hope uh, is that he learned from them because exactly. it's one year and next year is going to be yeah. a, a more important year for him. Uh, and also, gonna, who's he's going to need to coach. Whereas this team was fucking on fire. He was able to take a little bit of a step back and let this team kind of be what it was. And uh, that might end up fucking him in the end. 
Oh boy. You remember when we lost four or five games and the fan base imploded? Yeah. Just wait till we don't have a 65 win season. Yeah. Oh shit. And who's to say that Cassidy didn't learn from that this is a product of Cassidy learning from his mistakes in Boston? I mean, yeah. Cassidy even said it himself. Like he immediately searched out to like make connections with some of these guys at a at a better level than than he had with the current iteration of the Bruins. Mm-hmm. Like he absolutely he spent a lot of changes. time with Eichel, apparently. Yeah, and that was yeah. a big part of it. So yeah. I mean, I'm glad he learned from it. That's how we. I mean, we should all be so lucky, you know. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. Mm-hmm. That wasn't a suggestion that Bruce Cassidy likes cocaine, was it? Here's another call. <laughs> what? What's up, boys? This is Robbie. Uh, Twitter handle is Robshot five eight seven. Just want to uh, ask one quick question: What do you guys think about this series? Could have been better. Could have been worse. Was it, is there a third thing? <laughs> is there, is there, it sounded like he was just, about to fire it up, and then he's like, oh, click. Yep. Um, Robbie, first of all, I mean, go ahead. First of all, Rob Shot is famous for getting chirped by Brad Marchand, so Robbie's a legend. <laughs> <laughs> Second of all, I hated it. Yeah. Done. <laughs> yeah, not a fun series. Yeah, Again, super funny for me to watch Bob not with a con smite, yeah. but other than that, not great. No. Mm-hmm. Uh, could it have been worse? Yeah, if anything could get worse, but hmm. it, it it couldn't get much worse. That was I would have preferred a sweep like they had over the Canes, like the Panthers had over the Canes, where mm-hmm. every single one was either overtime or a one goal game. Yeah, yeah. But it wasn't a sweep though. Um, was, sorry, sorry. <laughs> one more call. Hey guys, it's Jake Brower on uh, Twitter. Um, I think everybody probably knows what it is. This is it's uh, Wednesday after Vegas uh, one, and we're already seeing the the fun revisionist history with uh, Bruce Cassidy. I really want to know if the Bruins didn't fire Butch, where do they end up? I I don't think anybody thinks that they end up where they are now, but. Do they even contend for a playoff spot with the possibility that Krejci doesn't come back, DeBrusque doesn't rescind his trade offer, and he doesn't become the 60-point guy that he was on pace to being before he got injured all this year? Um, really want to hear what you guys uh, have to say about that. Uh, hope you guys are having a great summer so far, and go Bees. Go bees. He basically answered his own question there. I love when that happens. It's, I mean, he's, he's onto it because Krejci doesn't come back and very good chance that you don't have DeBrusque for at least half the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause he probably gets moved. Probably forces his way out. A mm-hmm. uh, lot of variables. Uh, for sure. They don't win 64, 65 games. Uh, they may sneak into the playoffs and then you're playing a better team in the first round theoretically um i don't know it would have been a lot different season there's no doubt about it Mm -hmm. uh but i don't think i don't think cassidy would have brought this this particular bruins team nearly as even as far as as monty did we would be talking about has cassidy brought this team as far as it could go mm-hmm. if they got eliminated in the first round. And, and that, that was some of the discourse after the previous year. Yes, it was. 
and now suddenly it wasn't, mm-hmm. according to some shithounds on certain media outlets. I guarantee if you search their uh, their previous comments, Fire Cassidy would probably appear in at least a third of them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's just it's revisionist shit, and all sports fans love to do it. It's like, dishonest. We're all, I mean, we're all yeah. fine. It's, it's dishonest, dishonest, but it's but mm-hmm. it's it's part of casual or lazy fandom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, you want to sound right about something you can't control. That's that's what sports is. Yeah. That's well, someone so said right. it really. Someone said it really well. It was like in the middle of the second round, and someone commented on something, and they said if Bruce never left the Bruins, and if Vegas kept um, DeBoer, DeBoer, uh, neither one would be playing playoff hockey. And I was like, you know what? Honestly, I could really see that. Mm-hmm. Yep. That the, the Bruins wouldn't have had the team they had, and they probably would have been in the middle of a retooling year. Mm-hmm. Something like that. And Vegas was going to continue to just eat itself alive uh, until it had somebody really in the room to take charge. Mm-hmm. Yep. Cassidy is what Vegas needed at this time. Yeah. Going forward, God, I am happy for him. I really am. Going forward, we'll see what happens. But right now, right now for the foreseeable future... You worry about that when the time comes. Right now, the dude's a Stanley Cup champion, and he said it himself in his post-game interview. He's in the club now, and they can't kick, kick me out. Mm-hmm. Yep. Closing thoughts, boys? I am starting a new podcast. <laughs> Yay! That's the only closing thought that matters. I don't have any thoughts anymore. Well, it's uh, it's we're uh, recording on Sunday and would be going out for maybe like a Tuesday release. It's going to be called Puck Off with B&G Zone Chris Noshik and it's going to be more of a general NHL podcast. We, act, we have a name, we have a logo, we have socials. So hit up at Puck Off, follow us and follow us along. That's woot woot. Congratulations, buddy. Woot woot. Mm-hmm. So if you want Bruins news, you can stick with this one. If you want to follow uh, Andrew over and get the coast-to-coast news, we're getting you from all angles now. But you can't do both. No, nope, one or the other. Fucking yep. choose. Yep. Right now. The line sure. is, yep, right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've, I've got no more thoughts. I'm happy the season's over and also depressed that hockey's not going to be on television. So I'm I'm in that day after world win right now. Uh, not looking forward to. I know I just said that it's cool that they're doing the parade down the strip, but I'm not looking forward to seeing it because it's going to be so many fucking tourists who don't even know what the hell they're celebrating using it as an example or a reason to get hammered and be loud for a little bit. But that is kind of a microcosm statement because that's what their arena is. Fuck Vegas. Go bees. Go bees. Bees. Later, boys. Bye. Later.
situation. Uh, I've never been whacked in an uncontrolled situation. It's always in a very controlled situation. 